Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 10, where we're discussing all the best cowboys have daddy issues from season 1 of Lost. We realized that her blood pressure was was continuing to drop precipitously, at which point the patient went into cardiac arrest. Of course, every effort was made to resuscitate her, but the severity of her injuries, the amount of internal bleeding, made that impossible. Now, in my professional opinion, ladies and gentlemen, and that's all I have, by the time I was called in, the damage was irreversible. Okay. Thanks, Christian. Sorry about this formality. Of course. Just one final detail. You were aware of the patient's pregnancy when you went into the procedure. Absolutely. The patient's husband had informed the attending in the ER. It was, however, extremely early in the pregnancy, so our primary focus had to be on the mother. Okay, then. I think we're done here. A final report will be filed. I need to revise my statement. I didn't come into the OR until well into the procedure. Jack. I was warned by one of the nurses that my father was operating under the influence. Jack, this is not... By the time I got there, it was clear that my father was not only incapacitated, but that he had also severed the patient's hepatic artery, which in my professional opinion caused the crisis which led to her death. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we are discussing all the best cowboys have daddy issues from season one of Lost. First off, I just wanted to welcome all of the new listeners from the Lost Podcasting Network. We appreciate every single one of you. And to all of you listeners, we'd again love to have you rate us on iTunes and help us spread the word. We'd also love to have you call our listener line and get involved in the show. You can get that number at the end of the show. But for now, let's jump right into this episode, a Jack-centric episode. Anton, what do you have? Well, mine starts off not so much just with uh, Jack, but uh, uh, the fact that uh, we left off with Ethan staring at uh, Claire and um, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And um, so my, mine, mine starts off with uh, the notes going into uh-huh. how uh, Ethan seems to be a bad guy uh, or somebody that's uh, definitely creepy. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Now, there was, there was an interesting note related to Ethan that I had that I forgot to mention in the last episode. Um, uh, just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with when it comes to the lost writers, mm-hmm. um, Ethan's last name was Rom, R-O-M. Okay. Um, Ethan Rom is an anagram for other man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's just interesting to keep in mind the little ways. Like, they gave us a hint early on that obviously we wouldn't have thought anything about it. Right. You know, but... Now that we find out that he's one of the, you know, others or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty interesting to point out. 
Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, the beginning of this one, you know, makes me think that he's part of that other group. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I started off with because um, it shows that Ethan uh, supposedly takes Charlie and Claire. I'm sure we'll get to that a little later on. Right. But uh, that's kind of how the episode started for me and, and the big mystery there. And uh, big the big thing on just even an initial uh, look at it was, to me, I, I had a question of how one man could take two people. Right. You know, and um, so, so that kind of had me a little confused. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I think that, um, you know, somebody in the episode even asked, or I think it was uh, Jack who said, you know, how did one man drag both of them away yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and when he says that, uh, Laka is tracking them and uh, seems to st- uh, stall when Jack asks, asks this question. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then he kind of stares at Jack in some kind of crazy little way. And I, I even wrote that down after this question because um, I had written uh, how did one man take two people, and then Jack asks the same question, and then Locke kind of gives him this weird look. Uh-huh. you know. And I'm kind of like, once again, just I'm yeah. I'm. Have you not picked up yet or not? But I'm very onto this lock guy. Yeah, I don't know. he's suspicious. That's for sure. Right. So. So I mean, Locke did make the comment. You know, you're asking the wrong question. You know, yeah. Like, why? You know. And we don't have any any information on that yet. I don't think we do have some information from the last episode that suggests that, you know, Claire getting into that island was at least a big reason why yeah, they're there. Exactly. You know, with the whole psychic issue and that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why is a good question. Why in the world do they want Claire? Yeah. And why, you know, I, they may have just taken Charlie because he was with Claire and right. they didn't want any witnesses. But, um, the fact that he took both of them and was able to is extremely interesting. Yeah. So anyways, that was my first initial thought. I'm sure we'll get more to that, the uh-huh. abduction later. Okay. Um, my second thing was that we see Jack in the surgery with his dad and this lady, uh, dies and uh-huh. um, you see part of Jack's character um, he can't give up and the dad his dad's in the background saying call it right call it uh-huh. and you know he says you call it yeah and I thought that was a very interesting part because at that point I had no idea what was going on in there mm-hmm. I just thought I mean it seems like Jack's one of these guys that he doesn't like to give up you know he, yeah. he wants to go 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 mm-hmm. and uh, he's he kind of refuses to call, you know call it when this woman's actually obviously gone right yeah, and we, it's one of the first times we see Jack fail at something, too. Yeah. Every other time they give him these situations where he can kind of stand up and be kind of the hero in a situation. And this time he's trying to do that, but can't do it. Right, exactly. And we find out, of course, later on it's because of something his, you know, his father has done. But right. We can get that to it a little later. Right. Um, let's see here. Whenever they're trying to find Ethan... Um, Charlie and Claire. Mm-hmm. Locke says that even with all he knows about hunting, tracking, etc., Ethan knows more. Yeah. And uh, who is this guy? You know that knows more about all this man stuff than than Locke does. I, you know what? That's when I I wrote that part down myself, and uh, and I I kind of I kind of wondered the same thing. And, and Locke at one point even kind of blames himself. He says I should have. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, I should have picked up on something. I was with him more than anybody, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and this the fact that this guy supposedly knows so much and, and he's such an eerie guy anyways. Yeah, so, right. uh, <laughs> I don't know what he can be or, I mean, obviously we think Locke knows everything about everything. Uh-huh. So if he knows more than Locke, there's something special to right. this guy. Now, one thing I thought of, so we have to go back a little bit okay. to this whole Rousseau situation. Mm-hmm. She and her team crashed on the island 16, you know, years ago. Yeah. 
there were a group of others that were kind of terrorizing them, apparently, you know, yeah. made them sick, whatever. Somehow, basically, they came in contact with some others. Yes. So if this Ethan Rom is another, you know, I don't know how old he is. Maybe it looks yeah, like he's maybe late 30s, early, early 40s. Yeah. Um, if that, actually. Right. But, you know, 16 years ago, this guy may have been 18, 19. I right. Mean, are we to assume that, you know, these others have either been there for a long time or, you know, he was a kid, other, that grew up yeah. on this island? or Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of a good question. Um, I, I kind of thought you were probably going to go there, and I was starting mm-hmm. to think in my mind how old he probably would have been. And um, had he been one of the original others, I would have thought he would have been like a teenager at that point right. or somewhere close to it. Mm-hmm. And um, why he would have been there as a teenager, uh, is he, you know, is this an ongoing thing where they started with this, group they grew up Uh and then he's moved on moved on moved on yeah um i I don't know but it does really it kind of sets up this whole idea of these others kind of being inhabitants of the island they have normal families normal situations going on like everybody else yeah definitely but they happen to be these odd you know people well yeah i mean ethan he spoke english he has hunting ability he's very Mm -hmm. skilled he's um you know um wears regular clothes mm-hmm. it's not like he's some native tribe tribe member you know right. and speaks their own language and runs mm-hmm. around in a loincloth i mean right. he's, he looks like a regular person other than uh-huh. this creepy element yeah and if we go back to your theory about this being kind of a science experiment mm-hmm. that these people are taking part in um i guess it would look something like you know he's a member of the scientific team they go home on the weekends maybe and then maybe. come back on monday to <laughs> <laughs> pick up their, you know, their testing of all of the people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it really does make you wonder, like, is there some part of the island where people live or are they shipping in a, you know, a shipload of people every week right. to, to carry out these tests? You know, if that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, and why, why are they after Claire though? You know, what, what's the significance with her and, and, you know, from what I've seen in this in this episode, Ethan doesn't seem like a too too much uh, of a nice guy. Yeah, you know, he's, yeah. he's pretty wild. Well, I guess I mean the main thing that's different about Claire, obviously, is that she's pregnant. Yeah, and we know from the last episode that there's something about her or her baby that is important to this island. Yeah, most definitely. Way. So that's I mean I think we have enough to see why they want her, but we don't really have the details of, of why. why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. yeah um, during this whole, um, we, I mean, we, and during this episode, they go in this, you know, they're hunting after Ethan and, and trying to catch up with Charlie and, mm-hmm. and Claire, um, you know, Jack's tracking them and with, with Locke and mm-hmm. Locke's kind of leading them. Well, well, part that kind of caught my attention was at one point they find the, the, the letters off of, off of, um, Charlie's fingers. Right. And, um, and at that point, Locke wants to go what seems to be left, and Jack says, no, I think we should go right. And at that point, in my mind, it just basically seemed like Locke was trying to lead them off the path. Really? Yeah, I mean, because he he goes, well, maybe, he brought up this whole theory, maybe it's Ethan trying to confuse us. Right. I got some footprints over here. And then as he is kind of, and when Jack says, no, I, I feel like he's going this way, he goes, well, then maybe we should split up. Right. You know, and then, and, and one thing that was weird to me too is whenever it's time to, that Lot goes back to the cave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he's he's not very consistent in his hunt. 
Yeah. It's like he's almost doing it as a he's going through the actions. He's not really invo- really wanting to right. find him. And he does want Jack to find him for yeah, some reason. Yeah, it's Jack to find him, and he, he sends him that direction. He's like, you know, yeah, you go that way. I'm going this uh-huh. way, you know. Well, and of course, you know, Jack meets up with Ethan later. Yeah. Doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's like, again, maybe Locke knows something yeah. that we don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, and once wants Jack to have this encounter with Ethan – uh, for some reason, for his own good, I guess. Something. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, but only thing I could tell was that Locke was tr- really doing his best not to follow Ethan. Right. You know, um, and what what that means, I don't know. But like you said, Jack does have a front-to-front, you know, conversation <laughs> with uh, Ethan. Combat, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, and that part itself was 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 scary and yeah. freaky. So, and speaking of Locke, we find out a little bit more about his character. We find out that he was a regional collections supervisor for a box company. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of a <laughs> boring title. Uh, yeah. And uh, another case of like a character's past being so different from the person they are on that island. Oh, most definitely. Boone even like, yeah, right. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's he doesn't believe that at all. And uh, I picked up an interesting comment that may be nothing, but it may also be a mystery to keep track of. Um, Hurley says, back home, I'm known as something of a warrior myself. Yeah. Do you, did you pick up anything on that? Well, I mean, I I did I pick it up, but I didn't know what to make of it, to be yeah. honest with you, because Hurley does not seem, in, yeah. in the sense of a warrior I'm thinking of, doesn't seem that way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and another character thing we pick up is that Kate can track a bit. She mm-hmm. says it's because her dad and her used to go right go hunting. All go the time. hunting. We all find time. out, of course, that her dad was was in the military. I forget what she said he was. If he was some type of officer or what? Yeah, I can't remember either. But but yeah, we find out more about her fam, her past, her family a little bit there. Yeah. So. Um, and one of the main things we get in this episode is a much deeper look at Jack's father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he operates on a patient under the influence, which causes causes an accident. Um, Jack is forced to come in and try to save the day, but unfortunately it's too late and the patient is lost. Um, his father tries to push the paperwork through, um, and present himself in a more positive light, you know, hiding his neglect. But Jack decides to expose his father's actions once he finds out that the woman was pregnant. Yeah. Which ends up resulting, you know, basically in his father being removed from the hospital completely. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we find out, so now we can put some more things together. Right. We know that, you know, a few episodes ago, Jack didn't want to go to Australia to get his father. Yeah. They hadn't talked in a couple of months. We see now what happened that broke the two of them apart. Yeah. I'm assuming there hasn't been anything else to suggest that. that. That seems to be it. And why the mother would say, you can't say no. Yeah, you can't say I can't yeah. because you're the one responsible. Exactly. You're the one that got your father, you know, basically turned his life upside down. Right. So we see why they were split up. We see why Jack's father was, you know, running to Australia pretty, you know, quite a, a lot. Yeah. It sounds like because yeah, I guess he had done it several times before. I'm not sure why Australia unless it's just like a, an escape for him. It's yeah. A, yeah, we don't know like... why it would be why he was going to Australia in particular, but we know why he was getting away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, one other character bit I picked up on was Walt. He mentions that his, you know, quote, other dad is named Brian. Yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about this Brian character. No, yet, but so. <laughs> uh, that was kind of an interesting 
little bit whenever he says my my dad my other dad yeah, yeah so yeah that was interesting yeah um one thing with the whole jack and um his dad and the whenever his dad comes and tells him tr- tries to get this paperwork pushed through when jack says he's not going to mm-hmm. uh, his dad starts praising him and yeah. saying telling him pretty much everything that Mm-hmm. Somebody'd want to hear, you know, in, in Jack's position, you know, you're so good. You're, you know, you're going to, you're saving, you know, thousands of life. You're the doctor that I never could be, you know? Yeah. And he tries to, he says he, he actually even apologizes for not being able to be the dad he was supposed uh-huh. to be because he was saving people's lives. Yeah. They are really starting to paint Jack's father in an extremely negative light. I mean, oh, yeah. here's a guy who does to save his own skin tries to use these mind games on his son to convince him not to turn him in. Yeah. And it worked for yeah. the moment, you know, for that moment. I and, mean, and it shows you a little bit about Jack as well, how much he really, you know, desired that praise from his father and that yeah. connection that, you know, even as an adult to get a little bit of it, can, oh, yeah. you know, convinces him to go against his better judgment. Most definitely. I mean, it kind of puts a little more light to why when, uh, earlier in the episodes, uh, they, Jack had said, I'm kind of, I kind of was just born into it. You yeah, know, it's like, right. it makes me think now that he went to medical school and everything just for a, right. approval. Yeah, you know? exactly. Trying to live up to his father's you know expectations. Right, right. We get a little bit more information about Boone. Um, we find out that Boone's mother is this huge wedding tycoon. I think he says she's the Martha Stewart of weddings. Yeah. And uh, he runs one of the, you know, subsidiaries. Mm-hmm. So Boone isn't just lifeguard, you know, Baywatch Boone. He's yeah. just, he's actually, you know, big businessman Boone. Well, I, I, I hear it, but I don't see it. You yeah. know, it's like, to me, it's a, you know, is, is there, is yeah. it some kind of like, just, well, he's my son. Here, go uh-huh. run with this. Uh, but yeah, we do, we do hear that. So, yeah. Um, we have a mystery that came up right after that. Um, I think we can just throw it on the pile of locked mysteries really, but here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Locke <laughs> says, uh, it's going to start raining in one minute, oh, give yeah. or take a few seconds. Yeah, and and, and that's right. Whenever he tell after he tells him that he uses his box distributor, right. or whatever, whatever uh-huh. he calls it, and uh, and Boone says, uh, "So the did you do this?" And you know, yeah, whatever the box, box company. company, yeah, you know, because I mean, how does he know? He says one minute, uh-huh. and, and literally a minute later, it starts raining. Right. You know, I I don't know lot mystery, like you said. Yeah, and I'm catching on a theme here. I can't recall now in the past what the circumstances have been, but there is a definite connection between stormy weather, rain, and weird things happening yeah. on this island. In this case, you know, they're digging around in the jungle and they discover um, something metal in the floor of the jungle. Mm, yep. And this, you know, it's obviously it's later on in the episode, but in terms of the timeline, it's right after the rain starts and, you know, uh, Locke and Boone are walking through the jungle. Right, yeah. So, I mean, that's something we should probably watch out for in the future episodes to see if there's any connection between weirdness and weather. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I've noticed that as well. It seems like uh, it is. It's really, it seems like to me, linked to to the weather or the monster in some sense. Yeah. Whatever the weirdness of the island, there's mm-hmm. something that we're given after that. Okay. What else do you have? Um, you know, um, I've got one little just character thing with uh, where Saeed's back. And just before Saeed had left, he had the the encounter with uh, Sawyer, where he was a torture moment there. Mm-hmm. Well, Sawyer comes back and confronts Saeed, right? Uh, and they start having this little conversation, and and Saeed tells him about the whispers in the jungle, right? And uh, 
you know, uh, Sawyer's like, you know, yeah, right, whatever. And then uh, he said, did you, you know, did you see anybody or whatever? And he goes, no, but Saeed didn't, he did tell him about the Western Jungles, but he didn't say that he himself, did he say he himself had heard it? I don't it? recall. I don't think he said that he had actually heard it. But another thing at Sawyer, but Sawyer kind of in that moment seemed like he forgave Saeed. Saeed kind of uh-huh. actually asked and said, you know, I left because of what I did to you. Right. You know, and kind of asked for forgiveness. I thought that was a good moment. Plus, Sawyer uh-huh. tells him something I thought was interesting, that the tide was coming up on the beach, and it the plane and the, you know, the all that was going to be washed away soon. But, yeah. but he had kept Saeed's signal fire burning. Right. So I thought that was a good moment, yep. you know, there. Kind of making some, you know, uh, restitution for the situation, and maybe Sawyer was showing some uncharacteristic grace yeah, to Saeed. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, going along with the whole Jack and uh, Kate chasing um, the uh, after Claire and Charlie, mm-hmm. it start, it's raining, and Jack's going up this hill because he hears screams. He hears right. Claire screaming, and he starts going up this hill. As he gets to kind of the top of this hill, he, he falls back down. Right. He gets to the bottom of the hill, and then as he looks up, Ethan's standing there. Right. Pretty freaky moment. Uh-huh. And uh, they have this conflict, and they fight, and and uh, Ethan is a bad boy, too. He's right. not just a skilled hunter. I mean, he is yeah. like a – like Jack can't even get a punch in. <laughs> yeah, he's like from the UFC. Or yeah, something. <laughs> he, he fought Chuck Liddell a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I think. So, But anyways, yeah, so he, he tears him up, and then he tells him, he says, if you keep following us, he goes, I'll kill one of them. Right. You know, and – it's like then the rain stops. Mm-hmm. Ethan's gone. Rain stops. Kate comes back. She thinks that he just banged his head and seeing things. Right. Yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm you know I'm serious." And and he takes back off. He's like, "I'm not giving up." Right. Like we talked about earlier, you know, it's like he won't give up. You know, uh-huh. and it, he goes back after Ethan, even right. in spite of what he had said. Yeah. And there's something in that scene too that was really odd to me. You know, Jack wakes up from being knocked out. And he, you know, kind of flashes back to the scene of his, you know, father. Uh-huh. Again. Yeah. And he's kind of like, you know, I won't let him do this. Not again. Right. It's he's making a connection between his father, you know, being drunk and killing the woman mm-hmm. to Ethan, you know, dragging off Charlie and Claire. Yeah. I, I could not figure out exactly what the connection was there. I don't know if he was just kind of, you know, met, his mind was messed up and he was making a weird connection. Yeah. <clears throat> but there was definitely... Um, like the two were overlapping in his mind some way. Like we were supposed to catch, you know, pick up on it, but I didn't quite, quite get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw. I wrote that down as well. As like, you know, it says I won't let this happen. Uh, this happen again. Uh huh. Yeah. And and I I wrote on there was that about his dad? You know, in yeah, some oh, sense. No, it could be. Like, I mean, if if you look at it from the standpoint of you know, J- or Jack may have known about his father doing, you know, getting drunk and then operating right. for some time. Yeah. And in this particular case, that's when it finally came to a head and really cost exactly, somebody their yeah. life. And in this case, he's trying to avoid letting someone else die. Yeah. By you know catching up with Ethan. Exactly. So I guess yeah, that does make sense. That's that's kind of that's what I wrote down. But I mean, it definitely was. It was a moment where you you did. You, that's what you heard. I mean, you heard uh-huh. it for a reason. You know. Right. So. And uh, I wrote this down, too. I don't know if you noticed. Um, just as Jack and Kate are trying to find Ethan, they hear a really odd sound. Yeah. It's almost like a bird or something off in the distance in the yeah. jungle. And just after that, they hear the scream from Claire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in my mind, that 
the only thing that makes sense is that's the exact moment whenever Ethan put Charlie into that tree. Oh, yeah. You know, uh-huh, that's true. I mean, what in the world do you think about that sound? The, you, the you bird know, I, or whatever it was. I, I, I heard that sound as well, and it, I don't know. It sounded to me, like you said, it sounded like birds. Mm-hmm. And, and it was loud enough that I know it was put there for a reason. Right. You know, so now I'm listening for that noise. And I'm going I'm because just like you said, the weather and other things, I think they're linked to certain things. Right. Um, I, at this point, I don't know what it's linked to, but I think things do happen uh, when we hear those type of noises. And, yeah. and I couldn't, I didn't know because it, we heard the birds. Didn't we hear that before Ethan confronts Jack? I didn't notice. I, I think you mean in terms of the in the timeline of the show. Yeah. I think maybe, uh, but I, I wrote it down afterwards. But I think yeah, I think they heard it before Ethan came back. Yeah. So so if if that's the case, do you think he hung him before Jack came, or before he had that confrontation with Jack? Is that what you're saying? Maybe not. No, because because he told him he would kill one yeah. if he kept following. So it must have been afterwards or some sort. I, I would have to watch it again to see what the time, yeah, how the time worked out, but. I, I definitely think the whole sound thing is weird. It's it's linked to something. I yeah. agree. I Did agree. you have anything about you know the whole Charlie hanging in the tree Did, at all? Well, Any notes about that. I did have notes. Uh, for one, we know that Ethan wasn't joking. Right. You know, I mean, he what he said was yeah. true. He, he was, is willing to kill somebody. Most definitely. Right. And uh, he he you know we come up on Charlie and see that he's hanging there. It was an awful moment. They cut him down. And Jack starts to revive him, mm-hmm. and I mean to the point where it was kind of gruesome. I mean, like right. Kate was turning away, she was crying, and she kept saying, you know, she was saying stop, you know, pretty much to the point like her, his dad was saying, it, call it, yeah, it's, it's over. Right, it's a really similar, you know, and then he stops, and I thought Charlie was gone, right, you know, and then he then he starts. And he says no, and he says no, not not this time, not again, or something uh-huh. like that, and he starts beating on his chest again. And Charlie comes back. Right. You know, and it was kind of like redemption from those mm-hmm. moments before where he did lose. Right, where know? the woman did die. Exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it just kind of makes you wonder if, you know, Jack wonders if he would have, you know, kept going and kept working on that woman had she yeah. survived. Which Is that what made him go back and start beating on Charlie's chest again? Right. Well, you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, when... Charlie, or excuse me, when Jack was talking to his dad when he was a boy, mm-hmm. he says, there's a difference between me and others. You know, I had a boy die on a table, and I can come home, I can turn on the TV, and I can right. laugh until uh-huh. I hurt. Right. Because there's a difference. The reason what the difference is is I got it. Right. You know, and basically he was saying, I know how to quit and turn it off. Yeah. You know, where yeah. Jack doesn't have that. Right. His father could detach himself and really not have any emotional connection at all to these people that... Right. You know, it sounds like he was just letting him die pretty much. Right. And whereas Jack, it's like every, you know, situation he comes into that he has to prove himself. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a real and it's important to him to, to follow through and, you know, prove himself. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I mean, it was a very emotional moment there whenever, when Charlie was revived uh-huh. um, for them and for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then after that, you know, it was kind of interesting to me that, that Charlie wouldn't say anything right. at all, you know? Yeah. And the first thing he does say is he says, all they wanted was Claire. Right. Yeah, I made a note of that too. And that's, I think it's um, huge into the mystery of the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the last episode kind of told us that Claire was important. Uh, this episode, it like suggests that 
the reason they're on that island is because of Claire. Yeah, most I definitely. Mean, that may or may not be the case, but it definitely, in terms of the others, that's what they wanted. Yeah, something or another had uh, Charlie had picked up on that made him know that it wasn't about him at all. You know, right. and but he it, it was funny because he says I didn't see or I didn't hear anything. Right. And then and then he goes, and I don't remember anything. Because then he says, all they wanted was Claire. Right. So to me, it makes me think. Well, he does remember something, and he did see something because mm-hmm. he knows that much. Um, so, so yeah, that was interesting to me. And um, uh, see, I had something here. Uh, oh, it says Locke asked Boone, doesn't he? Uh, um, my notes here doesn't he feel it and Boone's uh doesn't have any idea what he's talking about and just when Boone is about to turn locked uh through a fla- uh, flashlight and uh, hits him and it hits the ground and that's when they found that thing right it's like that's another mystery to me mm-hmm. was was locked there he said he made a comment before they even found that machine or whatever it was he's like uh how do you even know we're on the and Boone says why how do you even know we're going the right direction and Locke looks at him and goes don't you feel it you yeah, know, right. And like, Phil, what? Yeah. Like Locke has, again, this connection with the island. Yeah. Like he's almost like a, you know, a, a puppet that the island's moving around. Yeah. To kind of fulfill this set of circumstances. Most definitely. Because I don't think he was looking for Claire at that moment. I think he was looking uh-huh. for what he found. Right. He didn't know what it was, but he felt something. Mm-hmm. And right then when he threw that flashlight, it falls, hits the ground. We see the thing that. Right. And for whatever reason, they start uncovering it you know they, yeah so and, and you know you've seen enough into this season to know what they've what they've found but well, we'll, we'll wait till discuss it not really i, I kn- get well we get i mean you've seen what it is we don't know why it's there but i've seen the the top of it yeah that's it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i okay. have no idea what it is okay so we'll we'll talk more about that later yeah anything else you pulled out of the episode uh i think that was it um that was a great episode um had the had me like i said really uh, emotionally bent uh, around the whole Charlie thing. I, uh-huh. I thought it was over, and it really did. It, it was was tough to watch Jack go through what I know he probably went through as right. uh, growing up and as an adult, trying mm-hmm. to live up to his dad' expectations. So great, great, great um, episode. Yeah, sure was. Well, everyone, we thank you so much for listening, and check back next time. We'll be watching uh, the next episode in the the uh, series. And until then, we would love you all to get involved with the show, um, either by sending us your emails to info at lostmysterypodcast.com or calling our listener line at 765-439-4190. Until next time, you all have a great day, and we'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. Hopefully, we'll see you in a week or less. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can go sign up and become part of the community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us with your questions or comments at info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, your message, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.